Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 15, the final one of the season. It is the best Scott beat with your host, Nathan, predominantly your host, actually, this season, I think, when we look back at it. Mr. Mr. Nathan Judah, uh, joined by Mr. Mr. Liam Keane, who, who predominantly has covered Warsaw this season. So, sometimes well, sometimes meh. <laughs> wow. But, you know, over, overall, I'll give, you, I'll give you a C grade. I think, I think, I think the lad's done okay. I think, he's, I think he's done fine. Liam, 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 Liam. Well, if you're Liam. saying that, then I'm going to say this. You know, you're predominantly the host when you can be asked to turn up. There you go. Have a bit Ba-bum-ch. of that back. Ba-bum-ch. Um Liam, uh, lowest finish for over 100 years. Uh, no fans for the whole season. A manager changed to managerless. Uh, most of the squad released. I mean, you're going to have to put a lot of spin on this to, to try and get some <laughs> positives, mate, in this podcast. The final well, one of the season. I, I, we had a discussion, actually, I think... Um, I could say this to the peeps um, uh, about, about a week and two weeks ago, saying, "Well, you know, if Brian just get the job, we can try and get him on the podcast." Think that ship sailed, mate. To be fair, don't think Brian's coming on the podcast anytime soon. Probably not. No, uh, no, no, probably no. Not. Uh, I mean, we never know. We might see, but uh, yeah, it's you know, when you say it like that, it doesn't look good, does it? It, it doesn't look that, good, that mate. List of things together. Just that. I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess. Although some people you know want to see, they want to get to the game, but thank God they didn't have to see some of that this season, mate, because it was an absolute shit show at times. And you know, it's uh, maybe maybe it just needed a refresher, maybe it just needed to start again. And uh, you know, when they come back next season, hopefully first game, I'm sure they'll be back first game of next season. Then, then you know, maybe there might be a few things to to, to shout about. But look, at this moment in time, it's pretty much. And it's lower step. So before we get into the Warsaw, before we get into the Super Saddlers, how, how are you doing, Paul? Are you doing? Are you um? Are you, are you booked on your Holly Bobs yet? Have you have you looked at uh, have you looked at where to go? Uh, I saw a lovely a lovely. T- oh, maybe you've got no money left, mate, because I saw you've you've bought a huge palatial seven bedroom, <laughs> six bathroom uh, housemate uh, in just just in just in Alderley Edge with the missus. Well, of course, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it's going to be very, very busy the next few months. Mm-hmm. I, uh, mm-hmm. I've got to be honest. Um, I may have mis- misled a few people. Oh, oh no! I didn't mean it to sound like I oh, bought a house. No. Oh no! I, I haven't actually bought a house. I, is that uh, when you say you misled some people? Is, is that you, your other half that you've misled, who, who actually <laughs> was found out the first time through through social media that she was actually moving moving away and moving in with her her, her love of her life. Well, let's be honest. She is a seriously lucky woman. I was going to thought you were going to say that's... high maintenance, but maybe you, <laughs> yeah. it can be both as well. To that, be fair. that as well. Um, no, <laughs> she obviously listens to this podcast, mate. I didn't lie. It it is our first place together, but we are renting. We're not buying. No, so, that's that's good, mate. No, that's good. Don't that's good. Uh, don't don't shoot the messenger. But yeah, no, it's mate, you don't, be, mate, uh, mate. You d- you don't want to get into buying a house when you when you haven't got the ring on, mate. It gets messy. It's not worth it. You, you're arguing over 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 you know table legs and uh, and you know dogs and and rugs and stuff, mate. Go rental first. It's the safest way. I think so. We're we're, we're buzzing. We're so happy. I mean, it's going to be. Uh, I think June fourteenth. I get the keys, and then nice. she because she lives in London. She moves back a, uh, a couple of weeks after that. So I'm going to be. Doing all the heavy lifting, moving furniture and all that kind of stuff. Uh, conveniently, conveniently letting you do all the yeah. hard work, mate. Well, it's, I mean, it's partly that. It's partly, you know, when you've got bulging muscles like these, you've got to, you know, you've got, you've got to put them to good use. Wow. It's absolutely astonishing. <laughs> can you say, can you say the area you're going to be in? Warwickshire? It is Warwick. It is Warwick itself. I will say that, you know, if any, if any fans want to, you know, try and find me on the, uh, uh, on some sort of, oh, no, I, I know what I'm not even going to say what I was about to say. Have you got a street? Have you got a number? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely not going to go that far because I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to have the fans outside. It's either going to be uh, pitchforks after my head or it's going to be, you know, love letters through the post. Mate, you've got uh, you, you have the old bojo, mate. I have your number on the internet for the last 15 years, to be fair. I can give you a call at any time. I'll start them off 07. <laughs> no in- chance. In- no chance. Oh, mate, you know, you, you say you're a man of the people, mate. You know, if the, if the Saddlers fans are having a bit of a wobble in the summer and they want they want to chat to chat to the Warsaw reporter, I feel like you know it's necessary that you give your details out here. They can get hold of me. I'm not. <laughs> uh, I'm not Nathan Judah famous yet. <laughs> they can get hold of you, mate. They can they can DM you. Can this lad into DM, DMs even open? 
No, but you know. Oh, mate, well, how can they get hold of you, mate? How can they get hold of you? You're drop elusive. You're on the Scarlet Pimpernel. No, I'm not having this. Drop me a tweet. Drop me an email. It's all good. I always get back to you. Oh, bless. Okay. How, right. are, how are you doing? Anything? Anything new? Mm, uh, did I say that? Did I say that in a, in a couple of podcasts ago? I got a new barbecue. No, I don't think you did say. So this. I got I got this I got this fancy barbecue right because the other one was too dirty and I, I saw it after six months out and I'm like I can't clean that so anyway <laughs> I've given that away got a new one in it's called a green egg which I don't know how many people uh, know of a green egg but it's basically the the creme de la creme of barbecues now I didn't realise how much it costs until I, I clicked kind of by mistake of, of to buy uh, but let's just say. It's over four figures, and um, and they've they've dropped it off for me, and they've dropped it on the um, the old sidewalk because they won't put it in because of COVID, which basically means that they're bloody lazy. I, I needed it six meters moving in. Anyway, I've I, I bought it fully assembled again another sixty quid. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. We moved it into the back garden, mate. The instructions that come with this. It's been there for four weeks. I haven't touched it. I don't, I don't know what I can do. I, I'm super nervous. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how to open it. I don't know how to start the bloody fire. I've got two lots of different wood chippings. I don't know where they go. There's some kind of like um, um, air sliding air capsule to, to alter alter the heat. I'm honestly considering if any if there's any keen barbecuers here, and this is this is a genuine offer. I mean, I'm quite happy. I mean, you you know, you can you can not give your location, you know, where you are in the UK. If someone wants to come to my house and cook for me, you're more than welcome. If they know what how, how to how to get round a green egg and show me what to do in a video demonstration, tape it. I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you seven ninety nine an hour for coming and doing that. You know, you can maybe bring a friend. <laughs> seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine an hour. Bring a friend. They can serve the drinks. Myself and my wife and my dogs will um, will will happily enjoy you know some some good some well cooked food and look I'll throw in um you know what can I th- I can th- I can throw in a couple of wolves programs from this season <laughs> you know for them to live yeah. with if that's all right I mean depending on 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 who from this podcast is interested that might yes. not be uh, that might not go down too well yes exactly exactly I, I think I think it's fine. I think it's a very genuine genuine generous offer so if anyone's interested. Uh, DM me because my DMs are open. Uh, anyway, anyway, Listen, I'll, I'll take off your hands. I'll take off your hands. Twenty quid. Okay. Uh, Twenty quid. Gone. To sold. Sold. Sold to this five foot seven guy in Warwickshire. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh. I'm six foot. You know that. Six two. Right, right, right. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, right, uh, Liam. Uh, an eventful three podcasts of of, of best Scott B. Uh, Dutton's gone, mate. He's gone. It's game over. We, we, you know, a lot of people saw it coming. Uh, maybe not Brian so much, apart from the last couple of games. But he, he has gone. He has vacated Warsaw Football Club. Yeah, there was the feeling, wasn't there? I think among, uh, I think probably most fans thought this would not necessarily they wanted it to happen. They thought it would happen that he would stay. I think there was a feeling that among Brian himself that he would stay. Um, and then obviously from that Scunthorpe interview that we spoke about um, after the game, that, that all seemed to, to have changed around that time. Um, and from there onwards, it never seemed it never seemed really like he, like, like he was going to be around, to be honest. Um, and, you know, I put a comment piece out about it. Uh, there, there are some positives you can cling on to. Um, and, and they're obvious ones that fans are going to know about, i.e. bringing through Sam Perry. Uh, I think he, I mean, bringing him through and playing in the amount of times he's played and giving him a new contract, all these, you know, this is a stroke of genius. Give give Brian the credit he deserves because Daryl Clark didn't give Perry the chance whatsoever yeah. and he's turned out to be brilliant. So 100% deserves credit there. You know, he made them, you know, defensively a bit more resolute as well, but as, it, considering the season, I don't think that's, um, a, you know, that's not really uh, a positive fans can cling on to, particularly now that a lot of players have gone as well, as you said. So um, aside from that, it's difficult. As nice a guy as Brian was, and you know he was really good to work with, and I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's difficult to defend three wins in twenty games. It's just it's too difficult at this level to defend that. Um, and on that basis alone, which I tweeted and put into the comment piece, on that basis alone, the club is justified really in letting him go. I think, and um, they need a full reset. That's what they're going to have this summer, and that's what they need. Yeah, look, they. They have got time and they haven't got time, haven't they, um, Liam? Because, you know, look, it's uh, at least a normal-ish break, um, you know, with 
with the summer, so there is time to find the right guy. But at the same time, they will want someone in, I guess, sooner rather than later, albeit the right candidate. They won't rush this, but they can't mess about now, can they? they? They need someone, I think, especially with this new regime off the field, who they can trust in, who they know has got the attribute and, and can make a difference. And to and to get this Warsaw team back to challenging, to get back out of this division, you know, sooner sooner rather than later, pretty quickly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, listen to Lee Pollard's video about it. Um, you know, he wants an appointment sooner rather than later. Um, it's not going to be the, the situation where they're doing you know, 50 to 100 uh, applicants going through a rigorous interview process. You know, he's told technical director Jamie Fullerton, go out there, be concise, be precise, bring in the person that you think is right um, and do it relatively quickly. So uh, on that basis, you know, you'd expect within, I mean, what, what today's Thursday, less than a week from today, I would probably... I would probably hedge my bets to say much less than than a week, but to be safe, less than a week from today, um, they're probably going to have someone in. Really, that and, quick? Yeah, most likely. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I, I really don't think it will take that much time. Um, it will, you know, it's 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 going to move along quickly because Jamie will have people that he's worked with um, or people he knows that he's most likely he's going to be choosing from if he already hasn't chosen the. Uh, the one person that he wants to come in. So, well, I'm going to say I was going to say that you know interview process, and you know you can have a short list, and you can interview candidates. Do you feel that it could be just a, right if this guy's available, we're going for him, and the, that that's it? I, I need to put that question to them, but I do think that's I think it's possible, certainly. But um, I would suspect that you know the sensible thing to do is probably to consider at least a few people, isn't it? Because you've got to have some sort of competition in there, um, and and although it's going to be a, a quick. A relatively quick process. It's to, it also needs to be a, a relatively rigorous process as well because they, they can't afford to make same mistakes they have done uh, in, in previous years. And uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know this. This isn't me saying this off, uh, you know, fact, but I would suspect that he's been, Jamie's been probably working on this for a little bit longer than, than the last week or so as well. You'd imagine they probably knew, mm-hmm. perhaps at the time when Brian had the interview after Scunthorpe, they probably knew that they weren't going to stick with him um, at that time. So um, work will, will have been done on this uh, long before you'd imagine. So it's going to be interesting. Interesting who he brings in. There's obviously a lot of names that the bookies are, are, are putting out there. Um, I am working on trying to trying to get some information myself, but it's it's a right. It's it's a slog. It's yes. uh, but we're we're getting there. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting for sure. I think uh, it's a massive appointment, isn't it? They need to get it right. Yeah, they do. And, uh, you know, you can understand people being coy and maybe the club being coy as well, because if they have got the man, and look, there's other, going to be other vacancies this summer as well, they want to kind of keep it um, under wraps because, you know, they don't want certain certain managers putting themselves out there and going to other jobs. You know, I'm sure that people, there's a lot of, of managers out there who will probably be in demand over this summer and they want to get this over the line quickly. And I think you're right, Liam, it might work in their favour if they do appoint someone, like you say, potentially within the next week, they kind of get ahead of, of that of that competition of other other clubs maybe maybe departing, you know, and, and leaving losing their managers pretty, you know, in the next week or two. If they can get someone in and, and, and someone ready to go, then it saves them um, other potential vacating managers taking a job elsewhere. Yeah, it's the it's the mar- managerial merry-go-round, isn't it? You saw that within a few days of... Uh, of you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, who was it? Uh, well, it's Warnock's on his way, I think. He's on the way down the M6. Um, oh, it, no, the, come on. He's my boy, mate. Come on. All the, uh, all the managers, you know, he, he yeah. saw that within days of, uh, of the season ending at EFR level. That, mm. you know, I think Leighton Orient let their manager go. Yeah. Uh, although it was... Um, uh, temporary. What I forget, I forget his name now. Joby McInerney. He was he was interim, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, Bradford uh, did the same. Uh, Salford did the same with Gary Bowyer, and then instantly appointed him on a two year deal about a day later, um, which was a bit strange. Um, and then obviously Walsh as well. I mean, it's it's going to happen all, all over the place, and there will be there's plenty of managers out of work as well, which I spoke to on the video before. There are plenty yeah. of managers out of work, uh, and there's only a certain number of jobs. So there's going to be there's going to be people applying for it regardless of whether you know they're on Jamie's shortlist or not. So um, it's going to be... And I think as well, you look at the Warsaw job, I do think it's a, uh, it's a job that managers that have worked at this level will want. I think it's a desirable job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
of course there are parameters they have to they have to work within um, in terms of finances because Warsaw have never been a club and they won't be a club under Lee Pomelo that will spend beyond their means to the detriment of the club. Yeah. Um, but they do have a healthy a healthy budget. You know, top ten is what um, is what Lee's described it as. I, I understand that's that's accurate as well from what I what I've heard. Um, you know, they've got a, they've got a relatively healthy budget, and if you think of it as a top ten, for example, and and of course I'll be speaking to Lee hopefully in the coming weeks and months and. I'll ask him the same, and if, if that changes, if he thinks it's less than that or more, obviously I will let people know. But let's say now it's a you know a top ten budget, for example. All the manager has to do is ever so slightly overachieve on paper to get mm-hmm. into the top to get into the top seven. But also you look at plenty of clubs, um, Salford, Mansfield, Bradford spent a lot of money. Well, have them spent a lot of money in this league on wages and players. And haven't got promoted, haven't got into the top seven. Yeah, Sol- Salford are way and above everyone else mm-hmm. on on the wage bill. Way and above. Uh, I think they, um, I think they spend almost three or four times what Warsaw do, um, and they are nowhere. Well, I say nowhere near. They were they were what a few points off, but they you know they haven't come particularly close to. Oh, they want they want to get promoted. automatic promotion. Was the aim? Well, like, exactly. Sure. Yeah, exactly. They've got a good squad. To be fair, to them. they just made mm. all, all all the manager has to do is lose two games and he's sacked. That's the, yeah. that's the difference. Um, so I think it's a desirable job. You know, obviously there's parameters to work within, and the, and the um the pandemic has not helped that because, you know, these are businesses that are running without money basically, mm-hmm. um, which is exceptionally difficult to do, but. Um, you know they're going to have they're going to have freedom. They're going to have uh, in 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 the sense of building a squad because most of it's gone. Um, and there's a good fan base there, a good stadium, good location. There's there is you know desirable things about Warsaw that a manager is going to want. So um, whoever comes in, um, you know it'd be interesting to hear what excuses we may hear about. You know this is a new squad. You know, in all fairness to Daryl Clark, he you know he made a few excuses early on to say, you know, this is a new squad, we need to gel together. Uh, and then a year and a half later, when the squad that he built was unbalanced and didn't work, um, you know, the, it it made him look a little bit silly, to be honest. So uh, it'd be interesting to see what excuses, if any, come out of the new manager to say, you know, we've got a new squad, or whether they just face it up and say, you know, we have, uh, I have, I have a blank canvas here, or well, essentially a blank canvas to build. The squad I want around some very good players that also have got in their core: Holden, Osadibi, Perry, uh, Kinsella, Bates, etc. Uh, the two goalkeepers as well. Um, they've got something to build there, and they they've got to model it after what they want with a philosophy running through it, an identity running through it. Um, and really, there can't be many excuses. They have to they have to get it right. Just wait a minute, mate. The um, the missus just started a peloton class, and I can hear it in the background. I don't want I don't want. Uh... I don't want a, a sixty-minute spin class in the background in the next half an hour, mate. I'll just, uh, I'll just carry on. We are still recording. Let me just uh, close the door. Unbelievable! How the other half live. I can hear it now. Go, 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 go! <laughs> I thought you. I- I thought you could hear me as well. I was going unbelievable how the other half live in the other half. Mate, it's unbelievable. It's terrible, mate. Ter- terrible scenes, mate. Incredible. But, so, you know, got to stay fit, mate. Got to stay fit in this, uh, True in that. this semi-lockdown semi, semi bants. Uh, lockdown one was good for me, really. Uh, after two days of eating um, peanut butter pretzels and putting on about half a stone, I was like, right, it stops now because this could be dangerous. And lost a lot. Second lockdown, I felt like, and I know you've lost a lot during the, the three lockdowns. The second lockdown yeah. was like, was like um, uh, mm, it came. It came to like instead of working like six days a week hard and one day rest, it was five days a week hard and champagne on Sundays, um, <laughs> and then uh, and then uh, and then that went to Friday nights as well. And then uh, but then got back on it lockdown three and uh, yeah, got the tread and got the bike and and uh, yeah, it's, it's good. Mate. It's good. Very. You're addictive. gonna love this. The way you said that was hilarious. My little, you know, crutch when I, you know, need a little bit of a treat. Your little crutch, you say? <laughs> crutch. Oh, crutch, sorry. Lost <laughs> in translation, yeah. No, I can assure you that's not the case. Wow. Um, is a triple cheeseburger from McDonald's. Oh! Uh, extra cheese, no pickle. Oh, God, that thing is amazing. Wow, that sounds, del- that sounds delicious, mate. That sounds <laughs> I delicious. You, I thought you'd hate it. 
Oh no, mate! Back in my twenty-one stone days, mate, oh, I used to course, have I used to have three double cheeseburgers, mate, super-sized fries, twenty chicken nuggets, and a large diet coke. That was my go-to <laughs> order, and that was twice, twice to three times a week. That sounds bang on. That sounds lovely. I used to have my, my little golf GTI, mate. When I was at school, I used to miss double geography, go to McDonald's, sit in Kirkella Cricket Club car park with a Daily Express, and read it from page to page, uh, go noshing through that. It was the dream, mate. Nos- noshing what? Noshing through my, uh, my <laughs> McDonald's, mate, in the car park. <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. Still got an A though, mate, a level, didn't I? Three A's. Uh, nice. And then I went, ended, up, ended up in this joint. Jesus, what happened? <laughs> uh, right, okay, so, I mean, you say, you say you know, achieving achieving top 10 and, and anything be, a little bit better than that and they're going to be in the playoffs. Have Warsaw got 10 players? Well, I mean, yeah. The, the release and retain list has come they've out. Got, uh, they've got none, have they? They've all they gone. It's, it's interesting, and there's two ways to look at it, isn't there? Talk about a blank canvas and maybe, you know, you don't want to say excuses for people saying they need time to gel and stuff. But I think, to be honest, if, if a manager coming in um, had a team that he hasn't worked with, uh, with a lot of players on different contracts, people take people say they need time and they need to get their own team together. I would rather have a blank canvas coming into this football club than having players who probably have been there, who have been a bit scarred, who probably are League Two level, some some of them probably below League Two level, and they're on contracts that they can't that, that they're gonna sit on because you can't get rid of them. So I think to be honest, it's actually a better situation than, than having, you know, maybe six, seven, eight, nine established players there all under different, you know, length of contract. Yeah, and also the group of players that are still there um are all relatively young. Mm. Uh and they they're all, they, they will be on short-term contracts because, you know, under Daryl Clark and, and, and uh, well, I say under Daryl Clark, he was, you know, very keen on short contracts. I've got to be honest, I don't really know how Warsaw used to do it before that, obviously, before my time. I don't know whether they did short contracts or not, but it's what they have done since I've been here anyway. You know, um, Jack Rose has got one year left. All of these, these are all the players that are you mm. know, still at the club. Mm. Rose has got one year left. Oskevi's got one year left. Yeah. Kinsella's got one one year left. Bates has got one year left. Roberts would it's not in the public domain. Not too sure. Um, and same with Holden. Um, it's not not too sure. They're obviously both under contract. Mm. But the rest of them that are there, uh, actually, and Sam Perry. Sorry, they didn't. Perry, um, yeah. They didn't say that either. But apart from those three, the rest of them they're all on one year. So um, it's Bates, not like they're... Is Bates one year. Yeah, yeah. Bates is one year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Him and Kinsella both signed till twenty twenty three. Oh wait, there. Does that make it two years then? 2023 would be two years, yeah. I'm yeah, sure they signed to 2023. Yeah, okay, maybe not then. My point has just been blown out of the water, but essentially <laughs> they're, um, you know, essentially they're on, you know, they're on short contracts, and it's not like, you know, they're not as you mentioned, Pardew already in this podcast. It's not on a nine-year contract at uh, Newcastle. So <laughs> no. um, they, they only finished paying that off like a year or two ago, didn't they? Oh, yeah, um, crazy. So you know, they, they, there is, and there's young players there. They're taking up contractual options on Leak. Um, and Willis again, two young players. Mm-hmm. Um, the only the well, the oldest player that's still there is is Matt Sadler, who's still under contract as a player coach. Um, and then they've offered deals to Scar and White, who, excuse me, are obviously mid twenties and a little bit more experienced. Um, and they've also offered a deal to Danny Coogan, the young lad, eighteen year old or nineteen year old, um, on a short term deal. So, um, you know, it's a it is a essentially a blank canvas with some very young players, but. In, in many ways, the players that are still there, um, it's almost the perfect canvas to work with as well because, you know, Rory Holden and Osadibi, very, very creative players. Mm. You, can build, you can build a team around, mm-hmm. um, can play in a few positions as well. Kinsella, Bates, Perry, very good midfielders. I still think they need to add to that. Two goalkeepers, so they probably don't need, unless one of them leaves, they don't really need to add a goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, you know, they're in a very good position, I think, um, in terms of who, the new manager, whoever it is that comes in, uh, in terms of building from what they've got at the moment and building it from the ground up. Any any from the people who were released, is there anyone who surprised you slightly? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, so, yeah, it's an interesting one. I think there was there was several that didn't really surprise me. You know, Sinclair's, you know, getting on a little bit. Lavery's had a iffy couple of years. Cockrell it's been totally out of the squad for the last few weeks and hasn't played many games. Jack Nolan was obviously out of favour and similar to Cockrell Um Gordon and McDonald, it's it these lot these look it's just what I'm talking, don't they? They just go for it. It's just well they were just they were disgusted in the releasing of of, of Gordon. There you go, he's mentioned it. Below below no barking for babies. 
No barking. <laughs> Baloo. Baloo. No barking for babies. Baloo, come Are you here. enjoying working from home? <laughs> this is this is this is the home where work life balance. Mate, I'm still in my pajamas, so I'm 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 loving yeah. life, mate. To be fair, I've got my coffee, I've got my aspire energy, I've got my I've got my big water which I will Love to Take a big it. sip oh, off now, mate. Nice, lovely. Uh, yes, Gordon and McDonald. It's um, it's brave, uh, you know, because they they're, they're clearly two players that have got talent and have shown it in their time at Warsaw. Uh, yeah. But this season, neither of them had really done it, to be honest. Um, inconsistent. Obviously, Josh had the injury, which which didn't help. Uh, but big fall from grace for Gordon, isn't it? Really, when you know you had you had plenty of offers and and interest for him, you know, barely a season ago now, and then he's released on a free. I guess it's a frustrating thing from Warsaw fans thinking, well, I wish we cashed in then now. Yeah, yeah, I think you know, it's, you know, it wasn't money that was going to break the bank either, but it's um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting point. But for me, it's um, it, I'd have been tempted to have kept them both. But mm. I can understand, this is the way I'd phrase it, I'd be tempted to keep them, but I can understand the reason. Because going forward in the attacking areas, they do need important signings. I mean, that they are the real linchpin signing for this team going forward. Yeah. They need they need some strikers who can put the ball in the back of the net. They need, they need a 20-goal-a-season striker, um, which, they probably had in, <laughs> which they probably had in Adebayo, didn't they, before he'd mm-hmm. gone. Um so yeah, um, but the biggest one for me, uh, well, arguably big, biggest two, I'd have probably given Cameron Norman a contract. Um, yeah. I, I I like him to be honest. I think he's a good player. I think particularly this season he's come on leaps and bounds compared to the uh, the season before. But you know, it's um, again I can sort of understand it. Uh, I mean, although given a, a contract to Hayden White, I'm not I'm not particularly convinced by him to be honest. Um, but then the biggest one for me would be James Clark. Mm. Said this, said this all over Twitter as well. The captain, uh, centre back, still at a decent age. He's what thirty one, I think. Um, I, I'd have kept him for sure. I'd, I'd have had no doubts about giving him a contract and keeping him. Um, for me, uh, he's come under some criticism with fans, and of course, he's made some mistakes and had, and had you know some bad games as most players do. But for me, he's a very, very solid centre half. He's a good leader. Um, is you know he he does things as a centre half that you know pl- plenty of other players don't do in the sense that he's very good at winning free kicks, uh, perhaps going down slightly softly, but he does it he does it very well to the point where he wins the free kick every single time without mm. fail. Um, I just think he's a good defender. I just think he's a good player, uh, and I I think he'll have good offers uh, elsewhere. I I wouldn't be shocked to see him pop up at uh, at Port Vale. <laughs> I could tell you that much. <laughs> Um, do you think? Yeah. Do you think there's a lot of the? Um, do you think a lot of the released or half and half? Who do you expect to see back in league football? Can you see some going, uh, or can you see some dipping out the league potentially? Yeah, I think um, I think maybe Stuart Sinclair possibly get with him getting a little bit old now. He might drop out of football league possibly. Although I do, I did like Stuart Sinclair. I thought he was a good player still, um, but he was too similar to the players they've got here already, like Kinsella, for example, uh, Cockle Mollet. Perhaps will you know drop out and get some get some games into his belt. Obviously, he had a loan at uh, Talford before, didn't he? So, um, and then yeah, Jack Nolan probably as well. But the rest of them, I could probably see them getting clubs elsewhere um, within within the football league. Probably most League Two. I wouldn't say any higher than that, apart from James Clark. To be honest with you, I could probably see him still playing a season or two higher uh, mm. at League One for me. Um, I was going to say as well with James, I think potentially with him being the captain and, and things like that, there's potentially. He has fallen victim to the club wanting a you know a big reset and a big uh, rebuild in the summer, and he's fallen victim to them wanting a new voice in, in the changing room, a new captain. And it's obviously difficult to keep hold of a player and offer him a new contract, but say to him, "You're not going to be captain." Yeah. Um, so perhaps that's got something to do with it. I mean, that's me speculating, but you'd, you'd look at it and think maybe they want to give an academy graduate like Liam Kinsella uh, the captaincy, who I think would suit it quite well. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of them. I think he potentially has fallen victim to that. But for me, I, I'd have definitely kept him. Um, so, the uh, Warsaw announced their, their end-of-season awards uh, quite quietly on, uh, on social media yesterday. Liam Kinsella is scooping the two, the two top, I guess, top in inverted commas awards in, in play of the season. And players play of the season. Would you, would you argue against that? No, he'd be for me as well. Yeah, I um, the, a couple of weeks ago, the um, Warsaw Supporters Trust did their vote and did theirs, and Kinsella won that as well. And I said at the time that for me, he'd um, he would win it for me. Uh, it would be between him and Adebayo. Had Adebayo stayed on, obviously mm-hmm. not left. But 
Um, Kinsella is, you know, he's had the odd bad game. I didn't think he played particularly well uh, at Carlisle on the last day of the season, to be honest. Um, but he, he's exceptionally consistent for the vast majority of the season and, and you know, within games themselves. Uh, he's always a, pretty much a banker for a 7 out of 10 minimum, mm. um, often a bit higher. Very good at winning the ball. Um, good at pressing high. Um, you know, he, he's a battler. He's not exactly the most forward-thinking midfielder and he's not going to score loads of goals and he's not going to make killer passes forward. But if you've got players around him to do that and allow him to do what he does, then um, that's when he's most effective. And... Mm. Uh, yeah, for me, I, he's one of the few players that can come away with uh, credit for a full season performance for me. Um, he put, to be honest, he's probably the only player that's had a full season because some players that have played well have been injured. Uh, others obviously have left. Um, so for me, he's probably the only player who's had a consistent full season. So yeah, definitely would have given it uh, to him for me, I think. And Sam Perry won young player, yeah? Yeah, again, I don't think you could go anywhere with that because Alfie Bates, you know, he's had a good season again. He he was very good in early parts of the season as well, um, but sort of dropped a little bit out of favour, a little bit inconsistent, which which happens with the younger lads. Uh, and Perry came in in the last couple of months and has just, you know, he's been a revelation, been absolutely brilliant. Uh, you couldn't really have given it to anyone else. It's also, you know, recency bias as well in the sense that, you know, he's been playing recently, been playing really well. Fans are going to want to give it to him. But I do think it's I do think it's justified. I think he's a very good player, and I think you build a team around around him almost as much as you do Holden in some ways. I, I mm. really do think he's that good. Um, so, so those are the awards. Uh, the, the awards that people are, are more interested in, I, I guess, are the Liam Keane uh, end of season awards, uh, the alternative awards, and the awards that everybody wants to ticket to and no one can attend. Uh, but we've got them here, uh, Liam Keane. Uh, I've got some uh, some categories for you. Uh, and I go. want I want your your answers, please. Okay, here we go. Uh, Liam, the Liam Keane Award for best performance of the season goes to uh, what Sadler's team and where? Oh, um, mm. I would probably say away at Tranmere. Away at Tranmere. Score yeah. and scorers and why? Three one win. Um, I can't think who got all the goals now. Wow. <laughs> Let me just quickly... Get it up Must have been a memorable there. victory, mate, if you can't remember the goal <laughs> it, it, scorers. It was in December, to be fair. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, I've got it here. 5th of December, there we are. Right, here we go. Um, Elijah Adebayo got the mm. first one. Liam Feeney equalised. And then Wes McDonald sort of banger just after half-time. And then Dan Scar got a, a, a later one, 3-1. One. Uh, yeah, for me, that was one of the... Best all-round performances, I think, throughout uh, throughout the campaign. And they had spells within the first half as well, where Tranmere were really good with like a very fluid midfield diamond that they play. Um, but overall, it was a very, very good overall performance. Uh, high energy. They pushed and pressed uh, Tranmere, won the ball back, and were very dangerous and, and clinical going forward, which they hadn't been in other games. Uh, it was also in front of 2,000 fans as well, which is the first oh, time, yeah. actually the only time this season, the Warsaw team has played in front of fans um, and then and I'm sure I mem- mentioned this to you at the time it was then where we had possibly our worst ever post-match interview with Daryl Clark after that game well. ah, and there's, after- been some, there's been some bad ones so that this must be an absolute stinker I, I, there's been some bad there's been some very good there's been some middle ground Daryl is you know he's a box of tricks he would pop up with you never know what he's going to pop up with to be fair to him it's whatever whatever mood he's in He's a um, revel. He's a revel. Yeah. And sometimes, um, you, sometimes you, you you dive into that pack, and it's a bloody orange revel, which is horrific. And we were well, wait. The orange one's nice. Oh, Liam Keane, you disgust mad? me. Out of all this podcast, and there's probably going to be an hour's worth that you, you can't come back from that. If anyone <laughs> agrees with you, tweet it because I no, guarantee the you, be, you're, you're, oh no, the coffee's the coffee's fine. The, coffee, wow. the orange is absolutely disgraceful it's <laughs> offensive on the tongue and anyone who would agree there'll be no one who will agree with you stop stop the podcast now when you listen to it and just tweet the or reply to whichever um you know tweet liam has liam has put this podcast out on and please agree with me that orange is the worst revel i've ever ever I'm not saying the, it's the best, but it's oh mate worst. it's terrible oh mate no it chance. makes the pack it makes the pack from me it makes the pack from bible to not bible can't buy it. Can't buy it. 
That is unbelievable. Ah, oh, I'm going to send you Anyway. Another. Anyway, we digress. Me, me and Tom Marley, you know, were stood there. Um, after the game, we were, you know, we were waxing lyrical about, uh, particularly the second half performance. I think the performance overall was good, but the mm-hmm. second half particularly. We said how good it was, and Dower came out, and he just wasn't having any of it. It was like one-word answers. It was Really? It was like sarcasm to, if I'm honest, sarcasm to the point of being a little bit rude, um, where he was, you know, coming back to questions from Tom about, you know, building on this win into the next game, and he was going, no, no, we're just going to go and, you know, sit on the beach and uh, go on a holidays. Now, what do you think we're going to do? And he was doing all this, I was like, whoa. Well, I mean, you it was, I, you think I, that's you, part of the arrogance of him that they know they probably play well and they play great, and it's almost like he want he knows that you're expecting to 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 wax lyrical about the signs. Like no, 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 I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, and, you know, be kind of like a bit of a dick. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not completely, you know, slagging down off because I had good moments with him, you know, and he was he, he was entertaining to say the least, you know, when it, whether it was good or whether it was bad. Um, but that on that particular occasion, I thought it was a little bit over the line. Uh, I fun, funnily, funnily enough, I can't speak. Uh, he actually. Was wasn't as bad with my questions. It was actually mainly with Tom's. I mean, he wasn't exactly great with. What are you trying questions. to say about Tom's questions? Uh, <laughs> no, it's more like Tom himself. Um, <laughs> no, I think it was. You well, know, it's because Tom goes first. I think it was just the initial, you know, his initial reactions to questions, and he, he it was very. It was just. I just thought it was odd because it was a good performance, a very good win against a you know a good side in Tramie, who are obviously in the playoffs, aren't they? And. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, it was it was an it was an opportunity just to be very positive about the team and the squad and, and you know and be happy. Uh, and it was always and it was just very, he was just very downbeat and very negative. He didn't he didn't even speak very highly of the performance. He was speaking about how the one one draw at Newport was a, a week before was a better performance and all this mm. kind of stuff. And it was it was a strange way of of reacting to it. If I'm honest, um, you've bowled him a but, nice sweet half volley outside off stump. With with and you cover an extra cover. There, there, there's nowhere to be seen. It's begging to be to be caressed to the extra cover boundary for four, and he's inside edged it for uh, onto his leg stump. Now that was a, a cricket reference, which I don't really understand. But yes, I would agree with you. <laughs> okay, I'm going to keep on with the cricket references in when there's one more. <laughs> uh, right, okay. So best performance of the season was there. Uh, this is probably an easy one. Uh, worst performance of the season, Liam. Oh God, there's been a few. Um, <laughs> maybe uh... not. There's a few contenders, um, okay. but I'll give you my the one I'm going to say at the end. But the the contenders are <laughs> Southend at home one nil so, loss. I feel like there should be some nominations here with the big screen. Southend at home, the contenders. Southend away. Southend away. No nil nil draw. Sorry, nil nil draw. <laughs> uh, so both Southend games are, are up there. Yeah. Um, the one for me is Barrow at home. Oh, Barrett one, at home. One nil loss. Oh, big under, Scunny does it. Interesting. Un, under Brian. Right. I mean. Yes. Blimey, it was bad. <laughs> I mean, it was bad. I mean, it was it was as bad as it could get. Was it walking um, out the stadium bad for, for for fans? It was. It was storm the castle. Fans wow. want fans want your head bad. It was mm. you know it, the social media was an absolute pile on afterwards uh, to the point where Lee Pommet had to do a video uh, I think on the Monday morning to say you know it was it was not good enough it was rubbish and then to say you know Brian's got because basically they were all calling for Brian's head and he was saying you know Brian's still going to be here but he needs wins in the next few games etc yeah. etc it, yeah. it, it was that it was that it was that video he put out and yeah. uh, which was probably was, the game where he was like nah nah this isn't happening honestly it was bad it was yeah. really. It was like it was. It was disgraceful. Bad. The performance was shocking. Oof. Um, so that's the one for me. I think. I mean, it, I, oh god. I think I'm getting nightmares thinking about it. It was, <laughs> it was really that poor. Uh, you said uh, Scunthorpe. Do you mean the Scunthorpe home game? Because the way game they won this year. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Scunny at home. Yeah, it was pretty bad, wasn't it? Yeah. That. Yeah. That weren't great either. No, but uh, great. nothing beats nothing beats Barrow though for me. Though that was. You know, it was really shoddy. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least, it was all, it was almost laughable. I don't, I, I don't want to go too you know too hard in, but it was bad. Okay, here we go. Next next award. Um, I mean, unfortunately, you haven't been able to sample the media delights of food in League Two this season, and uh, you know, missed the mince pies at Walsall uh, from uh, December two thousand and seventeen. None of that. Just been coffees and teas. But Liam Keane, what's the best snack you've you've brought to a game this season? What was the most Ooh. delicious food that you've had that you've had? That you've gone, yeah, oh, that was lovely. 
I'm pleased I brought that with me. I've thoroughly enjoyed that. To be honest, I don't really... I mean, I bring, like, protein bars or I bring, like... I, I get these, like, Warburton Thins and put, like, turkey in them and stuff like that. Mm, a bit mm. of mustard. It's not mm. bad. Oh, no, nice, nice. Um, I like that. I mean, does a... Does sitting in the car park before a game eating a McDonald's... Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, because you do like to... You do like to have a weird... There's a weird fetish you do of, like, to eat your food in the car beforehand before you get into the stadium, which is fine. <laughs> I don't always do that. I just sometimes... I do sometimes. I, I do quite like... It's because it's, it's a big meal. I don't really mm. like having it in mm. the stadium. Um, oh yeah, I've had a McDonald's sat in the in the, in the car park of, uh, from next door, next door, next bounces. to the best Scott. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So that's yeah, yeah. Uh, the queues, mate. The queues are crazy these days, though. Is it worth they, they, it? That one's been bad at times, and I've queued in there. <laughs> you've queued. You've, I've, I've yeah. queued. Can you imagine how many hours you've spent in the last since this lockdown started in, the, in those McDonald's queues? Oh, um, I've not had that much. I am. I am a, a figure. I'm a you know a figure of health and beauty nowadays, and. I'm not having that. I, someone actually at the gym last night described me as jacked. Wow! <laughs> wow! Are you sure, are you sure it wasn't? Are you sure it wasn't? Uh, is there a Liam Keane here? Your car's been jacked. Your car's <laughs> no. been jacked in the car park. He was. A, I mean, let's be honest. He, he, I knew him. It wasn't like a random who came over. I was, but he was. Yeah. He went. You're jacked. Wow, wow. Liam, you are jacked. <laughs> Was it, was, I it said, I know. was it was it ten quid before and ten quid after the comment? Was it? Goodness <laughs> no. me! Honestly, he 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 was underestimating it a little bit as well. It was yeah, it was beyond jacked. Oh, that was perfect, mate. Absolutely superb. A comedy moment. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, there's a few more, so let, let's whistle through them because we've got questions and and what more. Um, who, which player would you pay to watch this season? Which player would you pay to watch this season? Does it have to be also play? Yes. Okay. No, 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 I'm joking. Um, oh, he'd have to be Rory Holden. It would have yeah, to be. Rory he's, Holden, just, okay. he's just so. I know he's been injured for the vast majority of the season, but he's just so majestic on the ball. Mm. Uh, got a wonderful left foot. Brilliant. His movement on and off the ball is wonderful. Really, really good player. Just really enjoyed watching him play. So, yeah, that has to be him, I think. Okay, here we go. Um, which player. And you could you could make a cameo appearance. You could make twenty. You could make forty. You could make one appearance. Which play this season was offensive on the eyes? Offensive on the eyes. Offensive on the eyes. This is a tough one. You put me in a tricky spot here. Ah, you know you me, nasty mate. Nasty bloke. You know me, mate. I'm Genuinely not a very trying, nice person, but who was offensive on the eyes? Who was like, think. oh. And unfortunately, Gary Little hasn't played this season, so you can't really <laughs> have that. Rory Gaffney. <laughs> <laughs> Blimey. Remember them two. Um, mm, I'm going to have to go. Mm. No, you know what? I can't go for him. I can't. Who would I go for? <sighs> mm-hmm. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, but I'm gonna spin it into a nice little positive. Go on then. Um, I'm gonna say Liam Roberts. Okay. Um, and he self admittedly has made way too many mistakes this season. Has had mm. a, a very on and off season. Uh, some of the mistakes he's made were proper clangers as well. Um, I'd have to say him, but I still I still concede and still think, regardless of what some fans say, I still think he's a good player. Um, yeah. And he's he's good to have around the squad as well. And uh, so yeah, I, I'd have to say that I think. Okay, yeah, next one. Uh, best ground? The, pro- uh, the biggest ground's probably Bolton that I went to. Yeah. Uh, what do they call it nowadays? It's the University of Bolton State. That's what it is, yeah. It, yeah. It's always the Reebok, whatever yeah. anyone says. Oh, always, the, the always the Reebok, yeah. Okay. And then it was, because after the Reebok, it was the Macron, wasn't it? And Macron, that's right, yeah. Now it's the University of, of Bolton. Uh, yeah. So the best ground, Bolton. Uh, worst ground? Oh dear! Our deputy sports editor Derek Bish won't like this. Oh gonna, dear! It's going to have to be Roots Hall. <laughs> Roots Hall. You still I mean, parking that? At least you can park in the in the car park at the back, mate. Yeah, that's fair. true. Yeah, I did park there, but uh, it's nothing against you know the people that were there were very nice, they were very helpful, all that kind of stuff. But you know, like I was sat in this like wooden stand, my ass was killing. Uh, <laughs> on a Tuesday night, long journey down to South End. Nah, it was a yeah. I'll have to go with that. It was a, it was a, an interesting old school stadium. We'll put it that way. Mm. No, I can remember. I can remember. I was there a couple of years ago. 
Um, best service station stop. Interesting. I might have to. I mean, you know what? I'm gonna have to go with the one I had the other day. Oh. On the way back from Carlisle. Oh, really? Yeah. What was it? Can you remember what it was? I stopped at Sandbatch Services near. Sandbatch. Sandbatch. Right. Is it one of those that had like? Does it have like your Starbucks, your Nando's, your yeah, no, no. Those, those are the, those are the best ones. Those, um, those extra ones where it's yeah. uh, Nando's, as you said. It was to answer, the services wasn't actually that good. But the reason, it, the reason it was my favourite is because of the, the circumstances. Go on. Being uh, coming back from a long journey at Carlisle and having a massive McDonald's sat in the car in the rain because there was no space to sit inside. Unfortunately, so I sat in my car again. Did you uh, um, did you kind of like just 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 toast a toast a rate a cheeseburger up to the season? Gone well, well done, well yeah, done. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'll have to go with that. Uh, uh, Baloo, Baloo. We have so many bloody deliveries, and none of them are mine. That's <laughs> like, I just, I mean, I've earned what? I'm earning what? Let's have a look. Twenty-seven pounds doing this podcast today, probably in wages, and uh, and I reckon I've. Sp- I reckon it's literally gone fourfold in packages that my missus has ordered um, of delivery vans in this hour. Ridiculous. I'm probably about, se- probably about 70 down. Probably about 70 quid down, I guarantee you. I haven't ordered it. I just don't know what comes these days. All I know is that I'm the one who has to go to the tip with all these bloody cardboard bloody boxes because they don't fit in the, uh, in the recycle bin. Unbelievable scenes. Right, last one, Liam. Uh, best partner in crime. Best partner in crime. Well, it's got to be our very own Nathan Judy. Hey, there you go. You got the last one right. You got the last one right. Yeah. No other, no other answer to that. Is no, because there was no one else. That's why. Okay. Um, aspirations next season, Liam. Where do Warsaw need to finish next season? Or is it about finding an identity and finding a, um, a you know, a, get, providing some entertainment to the returning fans? Or do they need to finish um, in the playoffs or top 10? Is there any, what, what's the goal? I would say um, they have to have ambitions of making the top seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, the identity and you know entertaining the fans is a massive part of it. Um, but I think you would probably categorise a decent season after the season they've had as probably top ten. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if, and let's remember as well, if you're in the top ten for the vast majority of the season, you're going to be within touching distance of the top seven anyway. For so sure. you're going to be you, you're going to be within that. You know that conversation. So yeah. I think that I think that has to be it. You have to aim for the top seven, and if it's not possible because of various you know circumstances, mitigating circumstances with new squad manager, whatever happens, um, you have to be. I think I think a top ten would be a, a decent season. Um, I mean the other one was why do they need to strengthen? But I guess apart from goalkeeper Liam, it's pretty much all the way through, right? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, look at centre half. Let's assume that. Uh, well, first of all, let's assume that um, Danny Coogan, the young lad, and White and Scar all sign the contracts I've been offered to them. Um, you're looking at um, goalkeeper. You've got to right back. Coogan can play. He's either a right back or a centre midfielder, is how he's been described to me by Brian Dutton. So I mean, he can play there, but you probably want a senior player there alongside White. Um, centre half, you've got a player coach, Scar, and then Bleak. So you're going to need one, probably two centre halves. You've got no left backs, you're going to need two. Um, you're going to need probably one, maybe two midfielders, two wingers on either side, probably three strikers. It's depends on obviously the system and formation. But um, yeah, I mean, attacking positions are more important than. And those are the others, I would argue as well. But yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a busy old summer. It is, mate. It really is. Um, okay, excellent. Uh, we're going to questions in a minute. Uh, first of all, a word from our sponsors, Adoption at Heart. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Borough Council, and Sandwell Children's Trust, and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. 
The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book on the next virtual information event? Visit adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates or to book your place, call 01902 553818. Right, let's get some uh, let's get some questions from the beautiful people, Liam. Let's Here do we it. go. Here we go. Calm Thomas says, uh, who has made the decisions behind the release and retain list? Is it solely uh, technical director or is it likely the prospective head coach who, who was an input I can't see certain managers taking the job if they are not the ones making the decisions or even consulted on player recruitment yeah I'd have um, I, as I said to you in the video when Brian left I'd have assumed they might have waited to do the retaining release list until the new manager was out but um, but no as, as I understand it Jamie Fullerton you know, looked after it himself had the conversations with the players um, and Whoever it is that comes in, obviously, you know, hasn't come in in time to decide on, on those specific decisions. But obviously, they're going to have a massive hand in the decisions going forward uh, with recruitment alongside Jamie Fullerton as well. So, um, so yeah, that, that, that's, a, a, as I understand it, is the way it went down. Mm. Uh, Val Warsaw uh, asking, what will be a good season? And uh, do you agree with the decisions made? We kind of discussed both of them. But you would say top 10, Liam, just to reiterate that and, and, and pushing towards the playoffs, hopefully. Yeah, I would think so. I think, you know, a club like Warsaw and League 2, they've, they've got to be ambitious and aim for that um, and hope that not some of the same errors are made this season or the coming season than it was this season. So, yeah, I, I think so. I think that's a, a sensible way of looking at it. Uh, Neil Hemmingsley says, uh, thank God the season is over. Hopefully we never have to endure another one like it. What lessons can be learned from this season to make sure we never end up in this situation again? Yeah, I think recruitment was, um, again, I think the team was unbalanced. Uh, not enough of the right uh, players in the, for the right positions. Uh, obviously, injuries hampered that as well, which is difficult to uh, to um, you know predict. But you can't allow one or two injuries to completely derail the season as well. You need to have some players behind these key players or playing alongside these key players that are either equally as key or can you know fill in for... Hold and be missing, for example. So, um, the recruitment side of it is a big one. Um, yeah, and you need a an identity, a philosophy running through it. A manager who's got an idea of exactly the way he wants his team to play, how he's going to set it up, and he recruits for that to happen going forward. Because I said it a million times under Darrell, it was very, um, you know, he started off in one system, moved to another, moved to another, had a, had a summer to change it again before this season, and uh, made a couple of decent signings, but never had a real identity running through it uh, with the, you know, what they wanted to do. Um, so yeah, that for me, that, that's what, that's what it would be. I would say it's recruitment, the identity and, and, you know, making the, the right choice in manager. I uh, don't know who this guy is. Tom Marlowe apparently is a, <laughs> sent, sent a question. He sent two questions actually. Uh, he says, uh, Liam, uh, when you think back to 2021 in a few years time, uh, which game will stick out as most memorable? For a good or bad reason, um, mm. I don't, I'll be honest. I genuinely that Barrow home game again, yes, because it was just so poor. I could just think about how bad it was. Um, was it the worst I game think, you've ever watched? It could be. Oh. Genuinely, it could be. It was bad. Oh. Well, in terms of worst game, maybe not. Maybe worst performance from Warsaw, possibly. Worst game. I mean, the Carlisle game was up there. <laughs> yeah, Carlisle on the the other the other day was uh, yeah that was boring to say the least. That's a kind way of putting it. Interesting. He also says, uh, "What's your look like, Ryan? With your look like Ryan Pilkington possibly being lined up for Strictly Come Dancing, which reality show would you go on?" Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question, Tom. Well, I think uh, I'd obviously be very good. Strictly because these hips do not lie. Um, wow. <laughs> what reality show? I would like to go on. Uh, I don't know if it, I don't think they still do it anymore. Whether it's because of the pandemic, that's it might be on hold. But um, the island with Bear Grylls. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, macho, yeah. a bit of macho bants, mate. You know, eating eating a bit of a nettle tea and, and a rattlesnake uh, over the mountains. Would you say? I, that, I, I'd be I'd be up for that. 
I'd also be up for for giving SCS who dares wins a go. Um, oh really? You may, you may. You're you're not you're not fire. You're, you're you're not lifting people up a mountain, mate, and then getting tortured verbally and, and during, well, this during the evening. Well, this is what I'm saying. Mate. I'd like to give it a go, but I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't make it through. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to give it a go. The island with bear grills, I think I could get through. Obviously, be the hunger side of it would be difficult, but I reckon I could do it. Uh, I must admit, I have been on a couple of TV shows and was very close to getting on a very famous TV show a long time ago, but uh, but just missed out. I was on I was on a couple of uh, challenge TV shows playing poker um, a few years ago, but my my main well, well not claim to fame because I didn't make it on. But uh, I got down to the final fifteen of Big Brother Two, um, mm. and uh, and just failed to make it on. So I was in a hotel with three other contestants waiting to be the next alternate and was the next one going in and uh, and then they capped it because it was like a month in and that was like we're not, we're not having any more people but it was uh, yeah mate I went through all the additions um, I don't remember Big Brother 2 it's before your time but there's there's a guy who won it he actually presented CITV for a while called Brian Dowling um, no I do I do remember yeah so he won it so it was it was that it was that uh, that was that show when, when Big Brother was good mate when it was iconic the first few years before it became you know absolute trash uh, but yes, I was uh, very close, mate. Just just imagine what would have happened if I was on that show. Probably wouldn't be in this job today. Probably be, you know, on the streets somewhere. But, uh, you know, with, uh, with, a, with a cardboard box. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, that, that, was my, um, that was my nearly, nearly claim to fame, mate. Well, I'm, I'm honoured to be in your presence. Oh, you're very welcome, mate. You're very welcome. And, uh, you know, autographs don't come cheap. Um, especially with another DPD van that's just uh, around <laughs> excellent news. Um, okay, uh, let's have a look. Da, 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 da. Uh, what standard of play can we expect to sign this season slash next season? Um, says Philip Baz. We obviously need quality, but we also need to go, needed to get quantity over the line too. Yeah, I, I, I sort of tried to make this point in the video the other day with you. I think there needs to be a balance of uh, of both, doesn't there? Because they need enough quality to the point where, you know, one or two injuries isn't going to completely ruin the season. But they also need depth um, alongside a few young lads as well. Um, what kind of, I mean, what kind of player can you expect? There's a lot of players out of out of contract. There's going to be a lot of good players, lead two players up for grabs. Uh, I really, I do, I really think Warsaw can, you know, they can, they can compete to get some good signings, important signings. It's going to be. You know it's going to be difficult, um, but I also do think the loan market could be really important for them as well. It, 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 always, it always is important, but you know this is Fullerton's first opportunity um, to work with some connections and get some loan signings in, and it could be a really fruitful market for Warsaw. It's obviously worked in the past, and and this year it's it's always an important market, as I say. But this year they've really made a right pig's ear of the of uh, of the loan market. Um, you know George Nurse, a good player, but got injured. Scrimshaw decided to move to go to Newport to get more game time. Um, the two lads from Birmingham, Aidan George and Jaden Reed, didn't look ready and you know barely played. Well, George didn't play at all. Um, and then Derek Osayor didn't show anything to prove he's good enough, unfortunately. Uh, Max Melbourne and Toby Wright are probably the only two that come out of it with you know credit as being decent signings. So they need to really reevaluate the the loan market and how they use it this this season because it could be really important for them. Eugene Fishcock says, uh, <laughs> "How can Walsall avoid a relegation next term? What is the main cause of the terminal decline in the football club?" It's a really it's, a, it's an interesting question. It's a tough one. Um, oh, it's all tough here, mate. You don't you don't get yeah, stuck out. There's, there's no there's no picking and choosing of questions. I, I really do think, I'll, I'll reiterate this again, I really do think it comes down to the re- the recruitment. I think the recruitment's been too poor for too long now. Um, there's a few diamonds that have come through, Rory Holden again, for example. But on the whole, it's been it's been too poor and average uh, across the board. That's a big part of it. And, you know, they're in a situation again now where they have, they're backing a new manager... They're in pretty much the same situation they were in the summer of 2019 when Daryl came in. Um, and they need someone who's going to hit the ground running. They, they do. It, it never quite worked for Daryl off the bat. Um, there were times, obviously, when it was, was really good again and then sort of dipped in and out. He was very streaky in his in his form. Um, but they need, a, they need a consistency and they need and that all comes down to 
the the messages from above and and the recruitment. That's a, that's the major thing for me. Uh, I don't think, and you know, I might regret saying this. I don't think Walsh are going to be involved in any relegation issues next season. I think you know, it is provided they make probably half of the right decisions. I think they'll be okay. They'll be teams po- too poor, poor enough, and they will go down. But they need to make sure they don't make those mistakes again, recruitment-wise. I think that's a major part of it. And now they've got someone on the board, obviously, who solely deals after the football side of it, comes from a football background. Um, there should be... Uh, the, the decisions should be coming from that side of things now, if you know what I mean. A football, a man who's come through playing football and coaching. So, uh, yeah, I think um, onwards and upwards for me, as I always say. Great stuff. Um, uh, Jimmy replies to that, by the way, saying the board's lack of football knowledge and actual ambition of not knowing how the club is run at times. And and that's why we've got a director of football now to help them out of the mire that we're in. A lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of pressure on Fullerton, mate. Uh, to, to yeah, well, there will be, yeah. Quickly. I think uh, Lee Pomley, in, in many ways, sort of admitted this in one of his videos anyway. You know, obviously, the, all the guys that are on the board are all, you know, they all love football. They're all football fans. But none of them are football people so to speak you know where they come through played the game or coached at a, a good level um so adding that kind of experience to those football decisions in Fullerton provided he makes the right decisions of course uh is can only be a good thing can't it I mean it uh and and Lee you know said this himself it, it can only add valuable experience hopefully to the football side of it because although that's pretty much all that fans see the football side of it it is a business at the end of the day um and and there is a lot of other stuff that that the directors work on behind the scenes that isn't, you know, on the football side of things. So, um, so yeah, so that's going to be an important step moving forward, provided he makes the right decisions. Van Sant's hat says the retained list is imbalanced and threadbare of experience. Leadership only Kinsella Roberts have played in League One. We need two experienced centre backs and two proven strikers. We have enough midfield players. Have you seen anyone in League Two that is suitable and within our budget? It's yeah, it's definitely. Um... Yeah, it is, you know, it is young and it's unbalanced. But that's, you know, that's essentially the whole point of a retaining release list because you're keeping the players under contract that you want to keep and you're letting the others go. I mean, that's just mm. the way that's just the way it is. Mm. Um, and they do need experience, 100%. That's gonna, that needs to be a key factor in some of the signings. Um, I 100% agree with that. In terms of any players that I've got in mind on put me on the spot there because I haven't really thought of any I mean Andy Cook does anyone want him back as a striker <laughs> no Joe he, he there's no way he'd come back um you know him and the fans didn't see eye to eye but you know a player like that who you know has proven he can score goals at this level um they, they need someone like that someone someone who can um who can just put the ball in the back of the net simple as that um thank you very much for your questions everyone uh, I think I've gone through all of those uh so Liam, uh, that that kind of takes us to the to the end of the podcast, um, to the end of the season. It's been, from a, in terms of podcasts, I thoroughly enjoyed doing the Warsaw podcast this year. It's been a little bit more regular. Um, hope you guys have enjoyed it uh, fortnightly. Please spread the word. Um, we're going to take a break now uh, until next season uh, to to rest, to recoup, and to uh, hopefully have plenty more. But there will be lots of. Um, videos and uh, and developments throughout the summer where me and Liam will be doing pieces to camera etc uh, but uh, yeah I mean Liam you, you, it's been nice to from my point of view it's always nice to chat to a reporter in a more relaxed atmosphere rather than rather than being you know on a game day where it's a little bit more serious or talking about news and uh, and uh, you know I'd rather know about exactly where you're moving to and you having sat down having a triple cheeseburger in, in your car <laughs> just outside of Carlisle those are the kind of important facts and, and in news information that we need to have in our lives mate and long may it continue well exactly I mean what would people do if they didn't know what I was eating on a daily basis um yeah I, I, as you say uh, it's been another it's been a difficult season, hasn't it, for the team? Um, but again, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it's a pleasure to to bring all the Warsaw news to uh, the Warsaw fans. It's it's, it's brilliant. They've, they've always been good good with me, and uh, yeah, long may it continue. And the podcast family, kind of a special family, aren't they? Especially with no fans this season. You know, everyone who's been who's been listening, I know it's been it's been growing slowly. You know, each week week on week, it's a uh, it's a nice little community we've got, and uh, it's something that we we definitely look forward to doing each week or each fortnight, anyway. Definitely, definitely. It's a, as you say, it's a good opportunity to you know bring everything together um, in terms of you know things that have gone on the last couple of weeks and bring it all together and, and discuss it 
you know, seriously, but in a more relaxed, you know, more relaxed way, and uh, and uh, hopefully bring a bit of entertainment as well. Exactly. You know, we do it for you guys. Um, if it wasn't for you, then we wouldn't be in a job. So thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you July-ish time, I think, uh, for the for the next podcast. And um, I think there'll be a, a lot of developments between now and then. Like I say, we'll be doing oh, yeah. video format. There'll be a, a lot of stuff going on. But uh, yes, stay safe out there, everyone. And we'll, uh, I'll see you in July. Cannot guarantee whether I would have started the barbecue yet by July. But I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know. Um, anything positive, negative, uh, any comments, always welcome. Thank you very much, Liam. Thank you very much, Warsaw Peaks. From me, from Liam, have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.